0: Vegas Bad Boys Podcast presents Matt Michaels, people I don't hate.
1: Hey everybody, it's Matt Michaels here on the Vegas Bad Boys Podcast, and today I am joined by a person who is an up-and-coming star. Uh, She is about to show the world that she can do what her father did and that is be one hell of a professional wrestler and that of course uh, is miss jennifer haas jennifer how are you doing
0: good how are you (laughs) thank you for having me
1: (laughs) no problem um i'm i'm just excited to uh to hear a little bit about how everything's going um so i know that you've kind of gotten the word out on what has actually been going on with you for the last uh, little bit of time here. Um, You've been able to uh, train here in Las Vegas uh, in the wrestling ring. Um, One of the uh, gentlemen training you is uh, Kyle Hawk, who is a very experienced and a wonderful uh, professional wrestler. Um, And of course, like I said, We uh, recently found out you're the daughter of Tito Santana, and I know that's a whole big story. We'll kind of get into that. Um, But so far, how have you felt when you've gotten into the ring and you've, you know, done the the easy part, which is um, feel that rope on your back uh, while you're hitting the ropes, (laughs) taking the bumps. Oh Uh, my gosh. (laughs) Did you expect any of that when you, you know, first were kind of shown how to do things and, you know, get that? Uh, I, I like to call it the first time I uh, looked at my back after I think about the first two training sessions, and there were just bruises upon bruises from running those ropes. How's how's it been?
0: I, I was not prepared for that at all. So when I got in the ring the first time. Um, and I had been in boxing rings before, so I just wasn't, it wasn't this same feel. I felt the ropes and they were, you know, I guess they're like hard cable and I was expecting like some soft cushiony thing. And oh my gosh, when I ran the first time, like I do better running against my right side and like. I think there's like a weird bone that sticks out, right? It was right where the top rope hit. And so like I knew I was hitting the right spot because every time it was like right on that bone. And so that actually was what was bothering me the most. And I was like, you know, just suck it up. Like it's just going to be a bone bruise. It'll be fine. But then the next day uh, when I was getting dressed, like I noticed a huge bruise on my back, like my lower tailbone like right above like the crack area it was like across my back the entire thing and then the next day after that like it spread it spread even more i was like oh my gosh like i was trying to put like an ice pack in my pants so it kind of went down but i definitely was not expecting a, a bruise like that and surprisingly like it didn't hurt so right. I wasn't aware that it was happening. I was just kept doing it, and like the top one was hurt. It was, and I was like shoving the back one, and then trying to like go with my lower back more to prevent the top one from hurting. And yeah, I totally did a number on the tailbone butt area. So, <laughs> oh
1: well, you know that's that's interesting in terms of your perception versus the reality. Uh, when you decided on getting into the wrestling ring. What was the motivation? How was your thought process on actually deciding, you know what, I'm going to give this a try?
0: I guess because, well, someone had asked me, and I usually won't back down from a challenge. Like, this is something new. Um, I know that it's very physical, and I love physical activity. Like, I'm in pretty good shape. So I thought it would be a great option. I know that some wrestlers have now transitioned jiu-jitsu background so i wouldn't be the first one um it seems like it has been done before you know so i just thought you know i might as well give it a try like what can i if if i fail miserably then i fail miserably trying something but if not like maybe it would be a a, it's a great opportunity maybe i'll be great at it maybe i won't like i i wouldn't know until i try so i figured i will give it a try and see what happens um, when I got in there, some stuff like the rolls I was good with. Some stuff I, you know, you can tell that I've never done it before because it looks horrible. Um, this last time I did, uh, Kyle started me trying to jump the ropes like over the top rope. Yep, and. Yep. I have a video and my brother said I look like a deer trying to escape captivity. Like I hit the ropes and fall back in. (laughs) I'll post it once I get like it down, but now like this cannot be the last image people see. So like, I'll like post the beginning and then once I get it, but just to put this out there is not a good look. So (laughs) I can't do it yet.
1: No. And it's, it's not something that necessarily takes, um, you know, three times doing it and then all of a sudden oh yeah I know what I'm doing totally it's it's a process of learning and um and it, the coolest thing though is when you start being able to then do it it just kind of like it feels like oh my god like, i have like I can do this now it's such a cool challenge um you know, I know you got, you were in a jujitsu background. I know that you also were doing a little, uh, bodybuilding as well. Were you always athletic, uh, growing up or was it something you found a little bit later in life?
0: I think I was always athletic when I was young. My mom put me in dance and gymnastics, like the floor part of gymnastics. So I was always good. I'm good with balance. Um, I was in dance, I don't know how great my rhythm is, but like (laughs) more athletic, like the gymnast part of it and the strength aspect was better. Um, And then I did roller skating competitively. I skated artistically and I did that. So I've always been doing things that exerted myself physically and that I was competing in. Uh, I did cheerleading in high school and still had the gymnast aspect in it. Um, And then I've been in the gym since I was probably 18, maybe I started going to the gym and I have never stopped since then. I just, I love it. It's the time for me to get my frustration out or to finally sit and think about stuff like the day just goes, 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 goes. There's so much coming at you. And then that's my time to just like me time where I can focus on me, like put my headphones in, you know, get a pump and just get all the stuff out that's in my mind and clear my head. So,
1: What's your go-to music when you're working out?
0: You, you would not believe like my, when I had an iPod, like my iPod runs the gamut. There was like alternative, there was rap, hip hop. There was even like some opera, country, like it depends what kind of mood I'm in. Like I'll skip a lot, but there is like, it, there's everything on there pretty much. So, um,
1: And, you know, I like that you said um, that focus and, and kind of being able to, to get your thoughts out. Is there a particular um, is there a particular thing that uh, during the day that really kind of puts the stress on you that you find that either you know going into the gym or be able to relax a little bit takes away that particular stress, um, knowing that you are a mom of two. Um, I'm I'm sure a little gym time is always a good break from the uh, everyday uh, hustle and bustle i think
0: it's more it's it's not even anything i think it's just the time like i work for the school sure. district so in the summer like my life is like uh so wonderful and zen and peaceful you know but it's still like sometimes i'm rushed for time but like when i start working and i have to be somewhere and accountable at a certain time and get up at a certain hour and get there <laughs> It just it stresses me out because I'm like I need to leave here at this time to get to the gym at this time to get home to eat at this time to get back to class at this time, and so there's just so much going on. It's not what's going on; it's just the time that like this is work, so I have to focus on this. Yeah. Uh, when we worked from home, it was like a blessing because. Uh, I still did. I still did all my work, but then that thirty-minute lunch, like I totally did a, a cardio workout every day. That was like my lunch time, and so that cut out like a big chunk. Like, oh, I can work and do this. It was it was perfect. But then then we went back to work, and then I started stressing again. Like, I need to leave right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it, it's it's funny too because I don't think that a lot of people take that in consideration, especially a lot of times people when you see whether it be um you know athletes or wrestlers or actors or you know anyone who's in an entertainment type field or in the public eye the assumption is is that oh well that's what they do but the reality is when you're making your way when you're clawing your way through it and you're hungry and you want to succeed And then you still have to have that nine to five job and you still have to find time to prepare and train and do this. It's a crazy thing. How have you been in terms of being able to handle balancing, you know, now getting into the ring and having a a wrestling training session on top of everything you are already doing?
0: Well, I have only done it like once a week. So I definitely need to step it up a little more and train more during quarantine. And after I just kind of stopped doing cardio altogether and it put like an hour, an hour and a half back to my life. And so and I was like, okay, I'm going to suck it up and eat better because that's really what you know, that's that's how you maintain yourself anyways. So I started eating better and found that I didn't have to do cardio. My body started changing and looked better not doing cardio. And I'm like, thank you, God. Like, what? <laughs> why didn't I figure this out, you know, a while ago? But so that time, I guess, would be the time where I could add wrestling. So I don't mind working out most of the day, like two, three sessions. My body's used to that. So adding wrestling, uh, the first time I was so sore, but then the second time already, like I wasn't as sore. And so I think the more I do it, the more my body will adapt and it won't be as sore. So I think I'll be able to do it more often, if that makes sense.
1: No, that makes absolutely all the sense. Um, and I think that that's a point where your body, when it starts adapting to it, you know, all that stuff, the bruises and, and whatnot, it all kind of goes away. And that's why, you know, professional wrestlers don't look bruised. You know, it's all then in—it's the interior stuff that starts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, with that, um, getting into the idea that you are learning kind of the the basics, you know, the 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 foundations of um, being able to work in the ring. Have you? started thinking about the psychology that goes into, not necessarily, I mean, you're, you're going to learn the psychology of putting together matches, but more so in terms of, you know, having to have a character and kind of, um, you know, bring your personality to what you're doing. Have you ever been interested or have you ever done any kind of uh, acting or performing that would be able to transfer into your wrestling.
0: Um I, I wouldn't say like I'm a great actress, but when, when I was younger, my mom had me in pageants all the time. Um I think I was like maybe eight, nine or ten. And that that was my goal. Like that I wanted to be an actress. I that that was the life that I wanted for myself. And I three drive up there. Uh, At One of the pageants, an agent had saw me and they said, come have her read for me. And so I went up there, I read. And there was a girl who was a little bit older than me, but I looked just like her. And she could not get into the city for anything. She had all of this work lined up like I was going to be. It was a soap opera part, like all these, all this stuff. And so they're like, she reads great for her age. She's super mature. Like you can have all of this stuff. You just have to move to New York. Oh. and I was like yes like let's go <laughs> and my mom had my brother he was little at the time and she had my sister who's uh, special needs and so um she just my dad had my dad was working like second shift he was always you oh. know at work and so it would have been her moving three kids to New York um and she just she just did not do it and so I will give her crap until today I like that was my life you know like you you know and it was it wasn't like oh come bring her up she might get stuff like it was a list of work that was already there for me to do so and then she's like well you know it always works out for the best who knows where you would have end up child stars sometimes go down the wrong path like, thank you. I don't know. I It's probably really stale, but um, I can probably probably muster something up. We'll see. But I have thought about um, someone had asked me, like, do you want to be a good girl or like a heel? And so that kind of like what my personality would best fit into. I'm not, I'm not really sure yet. I think maybe a good combination of both if that's out there. So <laughs> will see as
1: it goes yeah that's that's interesting that um, like that's even a, a thought because what's really cool is um you know in other interviews you've done and I think I've I've read a lot of the comments that fans are leaving and one of the things that constantly is ringing out is you have an amazing personality and so the natural instinct is like oh yeah she's gonna be a good good face she's gonna be a good guy there's no doubt about it (laughs) but all the fun is playing the heel (laughs) so
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) it's like um but you know that's a good that's a good uh kind of segue into um looking at your biological dad was Tito Santana and Tito was one of those guys that in my memory and I have a pretty decent memory and knowledge of wrestling you rarely ever ever saw him as a bad guy uh, do you when you do, do you ever look at some of the stuff that he did to kind of you know just get an idea of you know the the fundamentals of what made him a successful wrestler because of the fact that it, And I guess an easy example is, okay, Charlotte Flair, when she took it by the horns, she really had those same characteristics that her dad had and was able to rise to that level. And being that you are a descendant of Tito, can it potentially help you in seeing on how he handled it and how he was able to um, use the ring to tell stories and to kind of keep it towards that personality of who he really is.
0: Yeah, so a, pe- a lot of people like those promoters who have sent me his matches, I plan on uh, watching those a lot next week on vacation. Um, just because if, if I start doing this, like if I get in the ring, I think naturally people will associate me with him just because he's my biological father. And so I think they're going to want to see that, like his, his fans that are still watching it, or I think naturally they're going to want to see it. And so I'm going to have to incorporate it somehow maybe not the entire persona but parts of it and aspects of it and then mix it with who i am and kind of come up with a new unique um aspect of my personality but also definitely have those um, foundational aspects from him i would imagine so
1: let me ask you um you know it's it's a very interesting situation because a lot of times when you see um sons or daughters of not only wrestlers, but performers, um, who are starting to make their way into that business. Um, a lot of times, almost all the time, it's someone who, you know, the public has known and associated as their child, you know, for the whole time. So how how has it been is, has there been any negativity and are you prepared for any negativity where especially the wrestling fans who are so viciously fickle (laughs) that are going to say well you're only doing this because you're going to use him to get yourself in so that you can you know get a little taste of fame from you know, having him as your father is, is that something that has you've encountered or are, you know, fingers crossed, you know, hoping not to encounter.
0: I mean, I really, I don't think I've encountered it yet. Um, Yes, his name is probably why why they asked me if I wanted to try professional wrestling. Right. Um, but you know, I've studied judo for a long time, and so that's probably what I'm more known for. Um, and that was was all on my own. So worked up to like brown belt national champ there. Um, I, I don't know about you know being famous as far as. Uh, The local, I mean, people work their butts off and never become famous, you know, so I don't really know about that. We'll see how that goes. I think that kind of tends to be if you're in the right place at the right time, you have the right personality and kind of you just take off and and spiral out of control. Whether that happens, I don't know. You know what I mean? If it does, great. If not, um, can I say it's not because of him then? Probably not because if people associate me with him, that's probably, yeah, it is. So uh, I haven't encountered anything negative like that. Probably the only thing was um, there was like some comments on my Instagram like, oh, he's not your father or whatever. I'm like, OK, like, I don't know. <laughs> They're like you never had a, a bio- you didn't have a DNA test with him. And I'm like, well, no, but I mean, I'm half like siblings with his sons and my mom didn't have those sons. you know? <laughs> so we share a parent. Um, I'm not really sure what else I can say to convince you, but that was the only thing. And, you know, I don't mind because I don't know. I I just I was the type of person who always kind of either you're going to love me or hate me, you know, and so it's not much in between. And so I, I can't say I haven't dealt with negative like even when I was younger as a teenager, even in like high school or, you know what I mean? And and maybe it was my personality back then. And now I'm a little bit nicer, but um, yeah, there's always negative and you got to deal with it. And it it is what it is. Like there's always going to be for every fan. You're probably going to have two critics and that's, you know, that's what it is. So,
1: yeah, no, that's, that's a fair and, and very, um, you know, positive way to look at it. Um, You know, obviously, one of the reasons we like performing is because we like challenging ourselves and we like, you know, taking risks and, and putting ourselves out there. Uh, when you look at your training in jiu-jitsu, and I'm glad you made that point, that you do have a legitimate background, um, d- would you be able to, if, uh, you know, if some of the wrestlers who are independent wrestlers been wrestling for 10 years, haven't got to where they thought they should be. And then they try to shoot on you. Do you feel comfortable enough with your background being able to basically kick their ass if they try stuff?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I would like to think that I'm confident. I think that, you know, there's guys in the gym who come in and they're, you know, brand new and they're bigger guys and I can kind of whoop them or put them in their place, you know? And so I think, um, I think I can hold my own. Like I would like to think that, especially on the ground, like if they shoot and I can't sprawl fast enough because sometimes I'm not the quickest. Like once I get you in guard, like I'm pretty good. Like even if you're a huge guy, I'm pretty good. Like I'm pretty safe there. Um, I can pretty much manipulate you and I work really well from the bottom anyways. So, um, I think I could probably handle it, but I I'm sure that that would happen only because, you know, like, you know, who's this girl, she hasn't paid her dues and this and that. And so, um, and I have just not, you know, sure. where you've seen or in your arena. So, um, yeah, but I think I think I can hold my own. I grew up with three older uncles and a younger brother, so I've been like slopped around a bunch of times to it wouldn't be my first, not my first rodeo. so <laughs> um,
1: yeah, it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought because of what you said about personality in high school. And that is, you know, when you kind of have certain characteristics, uh, you know, whether it be perception through the eyes of others, or perception of yourself a lot of times what happens is that that always kind of just follows you trouble always you know follows sometimes and it's interesting to think that yeah someone could actually think well you know she's a bitch i don't like her at all i'm gonna show her and i just love the fact that you can handle yourself and that is the the brilliance of this is that you can take care of yourself. Uh, would would you, if, let's say, pro wrestling, let's say you, you just don't enjoy it that much, you know, you, you tried a little bit, you don't enjoy it, would you ever consider getting into something like MMA or going back into judo and maybe, you know, uh, doing more tournaments and, um, you know, maybe even making a run at trying to be part of, like, the national team or at least, um, you know, being a a regional champion out here uh, in the West Coast?
0: Probably not, only because I think I started a little bit late. But, I I mean, I'm still competing in jiu-jitsu. We're now preparing for Worlds that's happening in November. So I'm always going to be doing that. Uh, I need. I definitely do need to add judo, more judo, into my repertoire. Yeah. Um, my coach is amazing at judo. I don't know if I'd ever be like a judo champion. Um, it would probably benefit me to try a few judo tournaments if i started doing it more just because then i could see like the competitive aspect but i mean every jiu-jitsu match starts starts on the start standing and so you have to get to the ground eventually um i did hit a few takedowns in you know as blue belt and purple belts but um (laughs) it's definitely safer for me to you know pull guard and get to the ground because that's you know where i'm better at right but as far as um MMA? Probably not. Um, I, I did like a mitt session the other day and I like the aspect of boxing. Like it's a great workout, but, um, I don't know if I want, like, I don't know if my head's fast enough. Like someone would definitely probably rearrange my face and I'd rather just keep it like this for now. So (laughs) if I started maybe like 10 years ago, I probably, but I mean, the, the women, the status of women now, like it's so much more competitive. Yeah. Like when women's first started getting into MMA, like the, just the level of the, the athlete, of the woman athlete is just, you know, I don't think, um, starting at this point, I would be able to competitively compete with them. But, um, had I started maybe 10, 15 years ago, I, I would love it. But just, sure. It wasn't in the parts, Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's, and that's a great point because, um, <laughs> I mean, who wants their face bashed in um yeah. and hey maybe when you're 58 and you want to <laughs> it's like hey i'll try this before uh you know i i you know um but
0: and the thing is like knowing a lot of people who compete in mma like it's so you know getting knocked out numerous times like just your brain yeah. health it's 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 a really tricky line to cross, and so um, I mean, if if you look at boxers, you know, after th- their heyday, like a lot, a lot of damage. And yeah. um, jujitsu is is definitely a safer way to go. You know, not getting hit in the face, not getting knocked out. So,
1: and it's also a different style of, um, you know, uh, one of the things I like. I was a, a you know a grappler. Um, i wrestled for about 7 years one of the things that thrilled me about it is that you have to you have to be very strategic about things you have to be quick on your you know you quicken your your mind to know how to control things how to escape things and i like like you said how you know where your strength is so you want to try to you know get to that strength position So then that way you can be in control of of the situation. Uh, Do you think that that training and that experience has transferred over into you being a teacher?
0: Well, I'm not a teacher, but okay. I think um jujitsu transfers to every aspect of your life just because you're putting okay. yourself in an incom an uncomfortable position and you have to work your way out. So just the fact of being in a in a place that's stressful and being able to be, you know, be like the eye the calm in the eye of the store, sure. you know, just kind of block everything else out. Um the more you panic in jujitsu, the worse off it is for you, because you're going to make things tighter and more uncomfortable for you. So um, like, that's a huge thing with my coach, like, just relax, like, this is where you are now, figure out what to do from here, how to be in control of this situation and not freak out, because you freak out, <clears> then <throat> things are going to go bad, you know, you're going to break a bone, you're going to get choked out and so that alone has kind of you know transferred to every aspect of my life like you don't have to stress about stuff like especially when something bad happens like it's already happened you know sure. and so like now just deal with it from here like there's nothing that you can do um also like you know worry about what you can change like stuff in your life or stuff on the mats that you have no control over like you, you gotta let it go at some point and my coach is huge with that he's like you gotta let it go and so like <laughs> that i've over the last year and a half like i've really learned that like when you're in a position that isn't working for you let it go and so that definitely has transferred to my life like if i'm you know knocking on a door that is not opening like Maybe it's not for me and I need to just let it go.
1: How do you, as um, as a mother, how do you try to install some of those kind of philosophies and lessons into your kids so that they might be able to either A, excel in whatever they like to do, or B, um, not repeat some of the things, um, and we've all made certain choices or mistakes in our lives that we hope that you know the next generation don't do has has that been able to translate into things that you've been able to teach your kids
0: yeah, it has. Um, I mean, my son used to do jujitsu, so he kind of has that firsthand knowledge of it. But you know, luckily we are a super close family—not just the three of us, with my whole extended family—and so th- there isn't anything really that we don't know about each other. And so, good, bad, ugly, like we, everyone knows about it in the family and just that alone i think you know we always get together usually like once a week as a family sit down talk about things and just hash stuff out like what's going on with you what's going on with you what's going on with you and so um you know it's funny because my uncle has four kids and i have two so like we can see them now like doing stuff that we used to do like you are not going to do anything new you know but you know, I have really good talks with my kids, both of them. You know, a little bit different with my son, but for sure, my daughter. Like, you know, she knows a lot about my life, and and we talk a lot, of, a lot of things, and you know, talk about like you you could do this and learn for yourself, or you can save yourself the trouble. You know, and it goes back to like my mom. You know, she sure. you know gave me those talks like you know, she's older and wiser. And you never really understand that until you kind of become older and wiser yourself. And then you're like, Oh, that's, that's what that means. But, you know, you know, I wish I would have listened to her some things and saved myself some trouble. And so watching, learning about, you know, my great grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, me, like my daughter has a good foundation to know, like what to do, what not to do in some aspects. And and she's got a great head on her shoulders. So I think you know, really proud of how you know they've turned out so far. So
1: that's that's absolutely just something that is wonderful to watch you talk about too, because you can see the passion and the the proud mother. You know, it's it's wonderful to see. Um, with having um, you know such a great um, family network, um, is there something that You can think of that has been a piece of advice that either your mom or someone in your family has given you that you absolutely can 100% pull out at the top of your head and go, Yeah, this is one thing that I will always tell other people.
0: Oh, we, there's so much I could think of. (laughs) I think when you start, when you were. Asking the question, my mind went to something else, and so um, one thing that I have taken is just my family—not any like advice to tell, but like be humble. And they will never let me not be humble because they will, like I could do something great and they will nitpick the one thing I didn't do, you know, or remind me that someone's doing it better or make fun of me. And so there is no ego in that family because we like – When other people had come, I know when I was younger, we were in Pennsylvania and my uncle had friends come over. He's like, I have never seen a family like yours. All you do is make fun of each other. (laughs) And that's, that's pretty much all we do. So it's, you know, it's great because when the outside world comes and tries to make fun of you, like they haven't, they, they're not going to say anything that the people who love me already haven't said. So it's not going to mean that much.
1: Yeah. It's, um. Growing up in Chicago, um, it's it's the same mentality, and I think that we like to. I I had a professor in college who basically said that the way that you show each other love is by being sarcastic with each other.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> and it's and that's
1: like a Midwest. That's like that whole that belt there because I think everyone works so hard. Like you said, you know, your dad, you know, doing. Late stuff. My dad was uh, a male uh, sorter and he always was in bed by 9 p.m. and wasn't home until about 11 a.m. And it was like, you know, that's you just kind of work really hard. You go through hard winters, you go through rough summers. And yet it makes you stronger as a person. And I think family's closer a lot of times because of that. If you didn't have that foundation do you think that where you are now in your life would be the same place or do you think that it would have been um maybe a rougher road or a different path altogether
0: i think if i didn't have that family foundation it would totally be a different path i have no idea what it would look like you know um i just think i I would be a completely different person um my family is always there to like reel me back in and you know i i think i said in another interview like my elementary high school and college were like in a two and a half mile vicinity so like there was never a time i was like away from them and I think, like, nowadays, like, people see you as maturing, and if you kind of go, even when I applied, so after I graduated college, I applied to um, another university for a master's degree, and they're like, you know, you haven't been out of the state, we really look at your education more if you're out of the state, and so it's funny, because now I'm here, and they say the same thing here, and I'm like, well, well, you know, are we trying to, like, keep keep the good ones, and so... I mean, maybe I'm a little bit sheltered because I've always been around family. But who doesn't always want to be around people you love? Like, why do I need to be on my own to grow? I think, you know, I've I've encountered a lot of things that have definitely helped me grow. And, you know, having a good support system only makes it that much better for me. So um, I I wouldn't change any. I mean, I can't change anything, but I wouldn't change anything. So Um,
1: when you... You know, get a chance to step back and just take time to have either a night to yourself or a night out or anything like that in terms of um, you know things you like. What what do you do to just kind of have a good time and kind of forget about it? You know, everything. Is there a particular? Are you a movie person? Are you a you know uh, a reader what kind of things do you like to go out um what kind of things you know keep you uh you know from stressing out over everything and and just give you a break from the world outside of the gym
0: yeah outside of the gym um so it's it's funny because like basically like my ipod i'm a mess with all different things like sometimes i'm like i am tired i just want to crash in bed early and then some like I love movies so you know we used to watch movies every Sunday night like at least one like we were huge movie fans um when I was younger we used to like do marathons where we would watch like movies Saturday and Sunday (laughs) I know one funny story like my uncle I think was like 19 at the time and And we were gonna watch movies, like I gotta go to work. I'm like, no, just quit and watch movies with us. And he's like, okay. And so as a kid, like what is it, you know, like it's a first job. So like he totally quit his job to stay at our house and watch movies for the weekend. (laughs) So, uh, but now, I mean, I go out sometimes Uh, it's, I'm not a huge drinker. So like we went out as a team, not that long ago, I had like one drink and like plastered off my butt, you know, it was a great time. But uh, we had a a team barbecue the other day, just pretty much anything that's kind of out of the ordinary is definitely a relaxation for me. You know, sometimes it's great just to hang out with the kids. Like I'll go shopping with them or we'll get coffee and where we'll just talk. And so I guess it kind of depends the mood I'm in. Like I'm not always, um, I'm not always on the strip or always in the nightclub. Like I'm not a huge nightclub scene, but I did go to one, not that long ago. Like it was really fun. I don't know. I just I'm not the same all the time. I guess I, sure. I think my gym routine is so the same. Like when I do step outside of the routine, I always want to do something new.
1: Sure. No, that's that's a very good perspective to have too. Because I think that's one thing. Um, you know, like well, I think a lot of times that we try to do so many things that are disciplinarian to our you know our bodies or to our. Um, you know, our our mental states so that we're so used to kind of rigid structured things that just getting that chance to go to a concert or go to a nightclub or do something that's, you know, totally different. That's I think I love stories about people who are all of a sudden deciding, Hey, I'm gonna jump out of an airplane or I'm gonna go hand gliding and it's like, Are you insane? And then it's like, No, you get it it's like yeah you're living where you know i'm just like hey no way if i'm like eight feet off the floor i'm i'm terrified but that's that's it's
0: funny you say that (laughs) because we're actually planning on going parasailing this week and so and i like i probably couldn't swim out of a pool if i had to save my life so i'm not i'm not the strongest swimmer and I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great memories. So we'll we'll see if I don't chicken out, but that's that's the plan. So and then my son's looking up, he's like, it's 500 feet, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's a, lot, a lot of feet in the air. So we'll, we'll see if it still happens, but that that's the plan for now.
1: Um, well, you said 500 feet in the air. Let me ask you this: um, Have you? Gotten the chance to do anything yet? Where you're actually get getting on top of the uh, the turnbuckle, on top of the like the second rope or the third rope
0: no we um the thing we did last was I did a lot of work with the heavy bag like picking it up to try and body slam it yeah um then I kind of picked up Kyle and he like picked up me and so he didn't slam me though but just like the pickup and yeah. it was so funny because I just related it to like artistic skating and I'm like oh it feels like you know I'm skating again and so he was probably like oh you know the patience on that guy is <laughs> through the roof with me so I was very grateful that I found him. Uh, but I have not had any like jumps off the top rope or anything. I did like a uh, a front roll over him and sure. it was a little bit scary at first. He wanted me to do like a front somersault. And I was like, oh, I don't know about these. I was like, this is my second day, remember? You know, like I'm not sure I'm ready for that. Maybe I need to go like trampoline park and try it out first on like a trampoline and see because. I'm trying to like be less cautious and just kind of go but still right. I mean oh yeah I I see like my mom sees danger and everything she totally you know got that word off on me so
1: no that's um, and that's the reason I was asking because I know that you know you just said like parasailing like being that far up a lot of people don't realize that just getting up you know a, a couple feet off the ground and you know and then having to Do something with your body. It's very, very skilled. It's not, you know, and it's also part, like you said, sometimes you just got to say, ah, screw it. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) But I love that you picked up the aspect of um, skating and that kind of, because it's that kind of um, effort and teamwork that makes things happen in the ring. And, yeah. and, and I think a lot of people also don't realize that it's, you know, I, it's funny that you said the body bag. Cause I remember doing that. You know, I remember, you know, it was just, it was slam after slam after slam.
0: That's the heaviest bag I felt. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. It's like, those things are like, it's not, it's not like because, and again, I'm, um, probably revealing a lot that maybe some people don't know, but there is a lot of teamwork and effort that goes into what you have to do on that other end of taking that slam. And, you know, when you start taking the slams from him, you know, you'll see it's it's really just a back bump with, you know, your legs doing a lot of absorption.
0: Yeah.
1: But, but you feel comfortable because you get a chance of working with something so heavy that when you get an actual person and they're posting up and you're able to do it with them kicking it, it's like, oh, wow, this actually makes sense now. It's the people who don't get it. who, <laughs> When you're training with them and, you know, I had one, one guy just, he just should not have been in a, a wrestling ring. And, man body slammed by this kid was feeling like you were that tackling dummy and he's just throwing the tackling. It's like, he's not letting you do anything. It sucked. (laughs) It sucked. It totally sucked. But again, you know, it's, it's also part of your personality. If you're the kind of person who's like, you know what? I'm going to work and I'm going to let the, I'm going to do the best I can to help the kid out. But at some point, someone has to step in and tell this guy, hey, maybe maybe you can try being a referee or maybe you can try, try doing something else.
0: <laughs> it's funny you say that because Kyle actually explaining the same thing to me. And he's like, you know, some matches are like 30, 45 minutes. And if you're not helping your partner, like neither of you are going to last that long no matter how good a shape you're in yeah. and so like when I picked him up it wasn't perfect but I mean it was actually lighter than the heavy bag because you know I picked him up but he's doing all the work and so I am just trying to like hold him And yeah, it definitely, definitely made a difference. And so he's probably like 185, 190. Like hopefully I don't have a girl that's that heavy. So it'll be a little bit easier. But once once I perfect the heavy bag, like everything should be easy compared to that, which is great. Like when you start off hard, you always want it to be easier. So then I, you know, if I do get in the ring, like I'm not exhausted after five minutes. And they're like, please just pin her to get her out of here because her face is. Like <laughs> she looks like she's gonna die. Give her an IV and <laughs> bring the stretcher.
1: No, it, you know it's very um, it's very interesting too because um, like now one of the things that we didn't particularly have is we didn't have crash pads back then to uh, to train on. So a lot of you know a lot of the um, the bumps that we're taking, a lot of the fi- flips that we're doing and stuff. It was just like you just had to trust the person you were working with because they essentially were your, your guidance so that you didn't get hurt. And I think, you know, it's wonderful now that you can do things onto crash pads and, you know, uh get a lot more, um, a lot more, you know, physical training into, to flips and, and things that, you know, uh, nowadays have become more popular in wrestling because the training has progressed with the styles do you ever look at yourself and think hey i know what my strengths are already And you know being someone who is in uh jiu-jitsu being someone who is um physically um, you know well trained and then I know what my challenges are going to be in terms of having to learn um, things that I probably have never tried before, you know, in terms of my body doing certain things. Do you ever think that, hey, if I just take that balance of both of those things, this is what will help me through being able then to now start, you know, being in the ring and starting to do matches and is there this is the one thing I I wasn't certain on is there a time frame that you're looking at before someone has you step in for not you know not training matches but an actual match in front of a live audience
0: well yeah there is a time frame like I had um You know talked with Hannibal and stuff so maybe maybe October um we'll see how I am like we're throwing it around I don't know what like if it would be a possibility but that would be the earliest so and that's only like a few months away so like (laughs) I need to like get on the ball but I think the my biggest thing is going to be trust with the other person um And I've always been like, if I will babysit your kid, I will watch them 10 times harder than my own. If I'm in the gym, like I will be 10 times softer and not want to hurt you as a partner, as opposed to me. Like, I'm just like, do it, you know, do it. I'd rather be hurt than hurt someone else. And so I know that in the ring that would transfer. Like, I don't want to hurt. I will hurt myself before I hurt someone else. And so, if if my partner is like that, that's perfect, you know, sure. but just getting that trust to be able to, you know, let them do the things they need to do, um, and kind of put myself in their hands. That's probably going to be the, the biggest. So
1: is there a, um, uh, is there something in your mind that is, um, I don't want to say a hindrance or, or a hesitancy, but is there something that you, um, uh, you think of right now, that makes you nervous in terms of uh, possibly getting in front of a crowd. Um, obviously, we just heard your reaction to realizing how close October is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so is there something that you think of, you know, off the top of your head that you're going, yeah, right now I'm, I'm like, can, can you know, if this gets out of my head, I might just <laughs> be a little a little more secure in what I feel like I'm doing
0: probably just like getting out there the first time not something like i need to let go in my head but just Mm -hmm. the first time you just like oh my gosh in front of a crowd and you know in match and sometimes like my memory isn't the best and if those matches go long like if, if we had a plan to do something and and i don't or i do something you know opposite of that i don't want my partner to be like this bitch you know and so probably just making sure that i'm a hundred percent trained and ready to go prior to getting in there like i'd rather take a little bit longer and and do what i need to do as opposed to jump in and, and they're like this girl's terrible she's got no personality she's tired she can't bump right did you see her run those ropes like she tripped out of the ring, tripped into the ring. And so, I mean, maybe just that, I'd be like the girl everyone loves to hate, but uh, we'll see.
1: Oh my God. I just... Oh, if, if that's going on and no one has said, um, Jennifer, we need to have the talk, then you're in big trouble. Yeah. Um, so as we kind of wrap up here, um, and And again, I really thank you for taking your time and um, i'm I'm so excited to see your journey and your process. Um, have you talked at all um, to anyone in your family um, in terms of what they honestly feel about your experiment in pro wrestling?
0: Um so, well. well. My brother is probably like, maybe you're a little bit old to start wrestling now, you know, like maybe. So I'm like, no, it's okay. I'll be fine. Um, And then my son was like, oh, you're back. Like. You know, you're back in your neck. You don't have enough issues or like (laughs) it's always so negative. And so 100%, like every negative thing that could possibly be thrown at me is being thrown at me by the people who love me. Like, have you seen yourself try and jump the ropes? Like maybe you just need to stick to like uh, announcing or something, Like try something more realistic and... (laughs) So they've thrown it all at me and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, what's going to hurt trying it? So.
1: You know, the, the best advice and the reason I even um, went after and just trained and learned how to do it was Al Snow told me, if you don't do it now, you're going to look back in 20 years and regret that you didn't. Yeah. Best piece of advice I ever had. And you know, it's, it's funny too, because of what you said about, that idea and perception of what I know now versus what I know then, and if I know then what I knew now. And it's like, when you listen to guys, and that's why I'm glad that a guy like Kyle is helping you out because, um, you know, Kyle had his journey where, you know, he went through his, you know, years of getting to where he is. And I think that it's those people who can see that, hey you really truly want to try this, you know no one's holding a gun to your head saying, "Oh, you better do this because of some bloodline that you happen to have and yeah. I th- it's just it's thrilling to see that you're willing to take the challenge, and according to your uh you know your your son and, and brother. Uh, an old, broken-down woman like yourself, apparently.
0: <laughs> no, not no! A young spring chicken. Everything's in working condition. It's okay. They just they always like to give me a hard time because you know they're boys and oh.
1: <laughs> it's true, but you know what? The, I think out of all the things we've talked about today, I think you just hit the thing that potentially could be the biggest help in doing anything in pro wrestling and that's anything in pro wrestling is that you have been around a bunch of boys and (laughs) that's all that pro wrestlers are. I mean, when they say the boys, it's because, you know, the the locker rooms are, it's just, it's, it's a lot of ribbing and a lot of respect. And if you have, if you have that going on, it's it's so enjoying to you know have that experience and i think that that makes you so much tougher already going in your skin is already tough that no one's going to be able to break you and i think that that is going to be the success for you is that you will not get torn down easy like a lot of people who are, you know, coming in, starting out, and then when you already have expectations thrown on you, that's tough. But with you, you got thick skin, and as long as you remember that, a, you've got a network who supports you and loves you, and b, at any point, if you don't feel comfortable, you just, you know, you express that to the people who are teaching you, the people you're working with, and. of them will be understanding and and help and make sure that you are, um, it's that, that 0.1% that, you know, that jerk who was always going to be a jerk and everyone knows that that person's a jerk. So you're not the only one. Yeah. And I think that your journey is going to be awesome. And, you know, where it takes you is not even the most important thing. It's that you're getting a chance to live it and experience it, and you're going to bring so much more now to who you are by just trying something that you really never thought you'd be doing. And that's phenomenal, and I can't wait to see where you go
0: that's the thing like if it becomes a success great if it doesn't you know i'm still the same person and now i have all this great experience and great memories and good times to look back on and i think one of the greatest quotes you know like you know when you think about starting something you put it off and you're like today's always the best day to start something because a year from today you can be like oh i should start that or you have a year under your belt and so you know, when they asked me if I wanted to try pro wrestling, I think I was like, yeah, I want to try it. And I was thinking, like, down the road, you know, I want to try it. And then, like, boom, three days later, like, I'm in a wrestling ring. And so I was like, okay. But it is, like, the best time to today. You know, today is the best time to start something new because then you're not going to be a brand-new newbie for long. So
1: Right, right. And, and, again, you know, if you keep putting it off – you'll end up never knowing what it would have been like. Yeah. So yeah. I think that you've, you know, you've got a great um you got a great head on your shoulders, you got a great foundation already and now you're getting some great experience mm-hmm. from people who really know what it's like to not only um teach, you know, and and share their knowledge and experience, but they've all gone through it and you know they're there to help you succeed, and um, I hope that people who might not be familiar with you, people who are maybe hearing your stories for the first time. Um, I never really, I guess, say this kind of thing, but if um, you know anyone out there who's watched this, who's liked this, please check out um, the interview that Jennifer did with Hannibal, um, Hannibal TV. It was it was a really nice you know, entertaining interview. Um, and I think that that's very important because I think that as people will get to know you, they're just going to fall in love with your personality as, you know, seen by people, you know, writing different comments and stuff. Um, there will always be more positive people than negative people, believe it or not. Um, yeah. And And most importantly, those positive people will be around you and helping you Get to, you know, whatever it is that you're going to find and try to get out of this journey. And man, it's exciting, and I am so happy that you're, you know, getting a chance to try something that, hey, (laughs) you never know, you know. Um, And and the way NXT has been signing people left and right, (laughs) they might just go. Oh, okay. Just bring her in. Why not? So, and that would be, that would be amazing. Um, but I really appreciate your time. And um, just before uh, we go here, if uh, people are looking to follow you on social media, what are your social media handles that they can uh, look for?
0: Facebook is just my name, Jennifer Haas. But Instagram probably is better. It's J Haas one two two eight. My last name is H A A S two A's. So J Haas one two two eight. And uh, if you're on Facebook, I'm in this muscle and fitness competition. Give it a vote if if you want to. If not, that's okay too. But um, yeah, so check me out on Instagram. Follow me, and you know, only good comments, please. <laughs>
1: And, and I, I can't stress it enough. Uh, please be very nice to her, um, especially if, you, if you're uh, wrestling fans who um, you know still complain that Brett was screwed or something ridiculous like that. Please don't hassle her. She is learning, just as every single person who's ever stepped into the ring is learning. And hey, man. You've got a good bloodline, and that's wonderful. But I'll tell you right now, you're not going to be known as Tito Santana's daughter yeah. because you're going to be known as Jennifer Haas or yeah, yeah. whatever generic name they yeah, decide yeah. to slap on you at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> the Star Child, or, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So don't make fun of my videos. Like if anything, get a good laugh. When I came home the second day, we watched them um, with my mom and my brother and literally my ribs hurt from laughing so much at myself. So uh, go ahead, get, get your glass out if, if you're having a bad day and you need a good one. So.
1: I love it. Everyone, uh, again, it's Jennifer Haas. Uh, Please check out her social media, follow her, and get to know her, and continue to watch this journey, um, no matter where it takes her, um, you know, support her and all the the things that she ends up doing, and um, please, everyone, tune in to the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting, and listen to all the different offerings we have, and until next time, take care, everybody. Bye-bye.
0: biggest bad boys of podcasting.